Why, hello there. This is Sarita Lopez from flightandscarlet.com, and this is the Flight and Scarlet Show. I promised you that this was going to be an episode about finances, but have you ever thought about how this is the season where you start having to give away all of your money? Have you ever thought about your finances in that way? So this episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about planning for the winter season and whatever holiday in the winter that you may celebrate. If you don't celebrate a holiday in the winter or any gift giving season at all, I still suggest listening to this because at some point in the next year, you are bound to have some sort of situation where you're going to have to give some gifts to people and they may come as a surprise to you. So basically, Christmas is the typical giving gifts season. Um, There's also a lot of different holidays where gifts are a big deal in the winter. Um, I am the one, I guess I'm not, I'm the one, but like I tend to celebrate Christmas with my family a little bit. It's not, it's not always a huge deal. Um, So I'm going to talk about Christmas. I acknowledge that there's definitely other holidays, um, but I wanted to talk about this one because I know this is the one that gets slammed in your face around this time of the year. And so I just wanted to bring that up as well as talk about other ways to handle gift giving. So December is like the big deadline for everything in the year, right? Like that's that's the season when businesses are freaking out and trying to hit their goals, which is part of the reason why I personally think it's become so commercialized to be buying gifts at Christmas because all the big sales happen at the end of this year in this last quarter. Like there's Black Friday in November and then all of like the Boxing Day sales and all the like just before Christmas sales. It's literally been created, I think, because businesses are trying to make their last minute goals, okay? Like it's literally been designed this way. So I just kind of want you to like think about that. Like literally everything is designed to try to get you to spend this season. And so um, I want to talk to you about why it doesn't have to turn into this huge season of spending and what you can do um, depending on what you're kind of like spending feel is, I guess. I don't want to talk about like spending style because I'm not actually breaking down different spending styles, but I guess, yeah, depending on your spending style. So something that I like to do is, um, well, I guess something that I did once, uh, during the season of my life where I was extremely broke, um, when I was paying off my student loan and I had just graduated and got my first job and I wasn't making tons of money. So basically what I did is I went back and found, I tried to go through my transactions online and I went through and tried to find anything that I thought might've been a gift or because I was using calendar budget at the time, which was a budget tracking app. I would mark everything that I bought as a gift as a gift. So I'd go and I'd be like, how much did I spend on gifts in the past year? You could try doing this if you think that it's like something that you could easily do by looking through your transactions or you can just estimate like, okay, I think I brought, I bought my sister like a $35 gift. I think I spent 50 on this one and just kind of list out what you remember in the last year. Um, and so what I did after that was I took the total and I divided it by 12 so that I knew how much I would have to put aside each month. What actually happened was I found I spent an absurd amount of money on gifts and I needed to cut back. I just thought like of my annual income, this is way too much of a big chunk to be spending on gifts. I love my family and my friends and I want to be giving, but I also have goals that are, you know, for my life. And I don't think that it would be taking away from my relationships to be giving something a little less expensive or to get creative and give something a little bit more meaningful. And so 
I started saving every month a certain amount of money and then I would have this fund of money for gifts. And at first this was just a Christmas fund. Like it was literally just so that I could save for Christmas gifts. And then I kind of forgot about like random gifts that would come up. Like I, okay, wait, it was for Christmas and birthdays because I knew whose birthdays I tended to buy for. And then I forgot about like wedding gifts or like a gift for um, my partner at work or, you know, like a gift for um, my future sister-in-law's birthday. Like I just kind of was mainly focused on my like immediate family and my partner. And I kind of forgot about like people outside of that circle or like, you know, random things where you might buy a gift for someone. Um, and so I started thinking, okay, well maybe I just need to increase that by a little bit. So now I think I save like $30 a month or something because I still don't, I don't spend too much on gifts. I just get very creative. Um, so that's kind of something that you can think about is thinking about putting aside money every month so that you've always got something to pull from, but then it doesn't have to be as small as $30 a month. If that's small to you, it could be more if you think. Um, but at least for a year or six months or something, track how much you're spending on gifts and then really consider whether or not you want to be spending that amount on it. So that's kind of like tip number one. Um, the other is to indeed get creative. Uh, so something that I learned as an option is there's lots of different ways that people like to give gifts. So there's the one where you each bring a gift and then you can exchange um, if you don't like, you know, if you want to switch gifts or something, that's something a lot of people do kind of like at work. Um, I'm also doing this year with my family where we're going to pull each other's names out of a hat and each of us are going to buy one gift for one person. Um, and we're setting like a, we're setting a, like a limit. I forget how much it actually is, but, um, then you all know, like we're on the same page. We're not going to spend too much money. We're all trying to save money. So it's a totally reasonable thing to do. If you don't think that's something your family's going to do, cool. Maybe you can just do that with your friends. If you buy gifts for your friends, I honestly don't think it's such a bad idea to bring up as an option, especially if you're trying to save money and it's your family, depending on what your relationship with your family is like, it might not be such a bad idea to be like, Hey, I'm trying to save money right now. What do you all think about this idea? Which is what I did with my family. I was like, you know, we're trying to save for a wedding. We've also got a big wedding to go to next year. It's costing us a bit to save. What do you all think about this idea? And my family was pretty on board with it. Um, one of them was like unsure about it, but we talked about it and then it kind of worked out. Like everybody wants to save money. So, um, and then in terms of getting creative with gift giving, these are kind of the things that I do. I think about what does this person value about my relationship with them? Usually it's not that I bought them a book. <laughs> so, uh, like my dad is somebody who just doesn't need anything or want anything. And so to him, he doesn't like it when we spend money on things. In fact, he like, he doesn't even like it. Like if I offered to like pay for dinner or something, like that's not something that he's okay with. So in our relationship, he really just wants it to be about time spent together. So at Christmas time, I tend to get him, or even his birthday, I get him smaller gifts that are meaningful and about something that we've done together. So for a couple of years, I kept buying him Star Wars related things because that was something that was really special to us. We used to just the two of us watch a lot of Star Wars. And so I got him things for his truck. Um, I got him like a mug that said like, you are my father with like a picture of Darth Vader on it. I even have my ringtone for my dad is Darth Vader because he like loves it. <laughs> it's the like Imperial March. Um, 
side note, when I was teaching, uh, my phone rang randomly and it was my dad and I knew it because the Imperial March was ringing and I had forgotten to turn my phone on silent. And the kids were like, what is going on? And I was like, oh, it's my dad. And they're like, you made the ringtone for your dad, the Imperial March. And I was like, it's not mean. Okay. He loves Darth Vader and they didn't believe me, but anyway, end of side note. Um, and so that's like meaningful for him. And, you know, I think last year or for his birthday at some point, Father's Day, I, I got him cufflinks, like Superman cufflinks. Um, it's like a small gift. It doesn't cost a, like a ridiculous amount, but it's super meaningful for him because I grew up watching Superman with my dad. No, he's not the best superhero out there. Different conversation. But it, it's I have a special place in my heart for Superman because my dad basically raised me believing that I could be just like Superman and not Supergirl. Like literally he was like, Supergirl's nah, Superman's amazing and you can be him basically. And so that's really meaningful and super geeky and perfect for us. A small gift, amazing. And then for um, my mom, she also like, she likes meaningful gifts Um, she doesn't mind so much if you spend a little bit more on her. So sometimes I splurge a little bit and get her something extra special, but it tends to be like the difference between like $15 and 35. Like it doesn't mean I'm going out spending a hundred dollars on my mom necessarily. I totally would if I had that money. Um, but what I mean is like, you kind of think about who values what, what do you tend to think of when you think of that person as like something meaningful, not even something that they want, but like something meaningful. Cause that's, what's most special. So for my mom, I would honestly think that she'd be happy if I like designed a beautiful like gift certificate to a day um, getting our nails done together. That would make her happy. Or just like literally like, okay, here's like a card um, where you can use this whenever you want. Come over to my house um, and we'll watch movies all day. That would be a meaningful present. Doesn't cost you anything. Stuff like that where you can just kind of get creative is more special and memorable than just buying something physical. Um, You can also get really creative with finding things on Etsy. Etsy can be very expensive, but if you, if you get creative with what you're looking for, you can find things that are small and less expensive. I'm not going to give it away right now because I, I still haven't given this to my dad, but um, I found two things on Etsy that were related to, again, something special between my dad and I, and were relatively inexpensive, like they were, you know, less than $35, I think. Um, but they're very nice and they're really special and they're not necessarily like, I'll tell you about this later, I promise. But, um, uh, it's basically like getting creative with even how you search on the internet, if you're going to buy online. Um, or you could go to like a market. Sometimes markets are expensive um, just because it's like artisan created and they are generally like not a big corporation. They're trying to make a living, right? Um, but sometimes you can find some gorgeous things there um, or, you know, something like a little trinket that would actually be appreciated for a decent price. So you could also even, you know, make something. Um, my future sister-in-law uh, knit her, like, so my partner and his brother um, like toques slash beanies if you're American. Um, and it was like the most special thing, but all she needed was some yarn, which yes, can get expensive and like needles and that's it. Like it's way more meaningful to make something for someone. My dad always used to say when I was little that he doesn't want us to buy him cards. He wants us to make him cards and he never bought my grandma cards 
And every time he, like, I think there was a couple times where he did, um, so like his mom and he felt so bad because he hadn't put the effort in to make something like that's what really matters. And like among your friends and stuff like that for weddings and things like that, yes, maybe save a little bit more for something a little more special or, you know, contribute $20 to the honeymoon fund or something like that. Like people get it if you don't have tons of money. So those are some ways to get creative. Um, you can also consider, uh, you know, Groupon and things like that. I don't always love Groupon. It's a good way to save money, definitely. But you have to be careful because, um, first of all, sometimes the items are just not as good quality. But I, I mean, I have gotten some things on there before. Also, something to remember is companies don't always get good profit from Groupon. The idea is like... Um, companies will make a deal on Groupon, Groupon gets a cut, the company gets exposure, and like it's like running a promotion. But what tends to happen is people like you and me will go on Groupon, get a deal, buy it, and never go back. So the company ends up losing money. So if you're really wanting to think about, you know, supporting local or something, just go to the company and buy whatever it is. Um, But if you're really trying to save money, that's a good option as well. Um, I also, when I've bought gifts on Amazon, I use Ebates, aka Rack, Qtin now. I don't know how to say it. Um, basically, it's like a cashback um, app or a website where you can go to their website, uh, search Amazon, click through, and then when you make a purchase there, you get a cashback. It's like 1.5% or 2%, but over time it does build, especially because places like Sephora, um, probably Target in the United States and stuff like that are on there. And then you get some cashback for it, especially if you make like a big purchase, it makes a big difference. So those are the biggest tips that I that I've used myself for saving money on Christmas time um in terms of buying gifts. The other thing is going out. So a lot of the time around the holidays is when you're trying to like last minute see your friends before they go on a trip or you know people are coming to visit and you're having to spend more money. Um so how do you plan for that? So this is kind of another thing where like, think about it like historically. So for me, when I was in university, every year I would go home for Christmas and I would um, have to fly. So that meant that I was constantly having to save money to go back. And then I would have to save money for like, I'm going to be meeting my friends. So I'm going to be like going out this many times and I have to consider like what what kind of spending money am I going to need? So if you think about it, okay, last year, what did flights cost? Consider that. And then maybe go back and look at like December last year and be like, okay, how much did I actually spend on just like going out when I went home? And then be like, okay, so I have to estimate this. We're kind of late getting there. I feel like there can be some time to save at this point. It really depends on kind of like what your um, planning is kind of like. Um, if you can eventually be like in January, you can say, okay, I'm going to divide this by 12 and put this money aside every month until December. Um, if you're not traveling, maybe put aside like a hundred bucks extra for the holidays so that you're able to go out and do something fun with the family or, you know, you have a little bit more for like a new year's fun night or something like that. Um, but also remember you don't have to go out. One of the best things about this season is, you get some amazing treats. So you could bake cookies, go over to a friend's place and watch some Christmas movies, some like terrible bad TV Christmas movies. Um, you could, you know, buy some eggnog and rum if you like that. I hate it, but some people like it. Um, you could, you know, make some creative drinks and like have a party at like a potluck kind of deal. Um, 
it's about being together, right? It's not about spending tons of money. So you just need to get creative. All of these are also tips that work kind of like at any point in the year. So when it comes to saving for like a wedding gift or like sudden gifts and stuff like that, consider how much you spend or how much you want to spend on wedding wedding gifts and put that money aside over time. So I know I have at least two or three weddings to go to next year. I know I'm going to spend this amount of money. Okay, how much do I need to spend or save next year? Think about it like that. So to recap, (laughs) I kind of talked a lot. My throat kind of hurts, going to be honest. Okay, so um, tip number one was to budget over time. Think about what your spending has been over the last year and then start thinking about putting that money aside every month. Like whether it's $25 a month or, or like, you know, 50 bucks a month, whatever it is that you think that you might spend. And then consider that your gifts fund and don't really touch it until you need to buy a gift. Even if it's not a Christmas thing, even if it's just like, I want to buy my friend this cool book that I found, pull it from there. Cause then you know how much you're spending on gifts every year and you can change the amount if you need to. The other thing was to, um, get creative about, gifts in the first place. Talk to your friends and family about the idea of maybe doing like gifts out of a hat or everybody buying a gift for anybody and then doing an exchange. Um, Think about other creative things that you can do. Maybe you do no gifts at all and you all go to a movie together or you all go skating together. Another tip was to um, get creative with the types of gifts that you give. They don't have to be expensive. Um, think about what's most meaningful for you and this person. Um, you could also, of course, pool gifts. So something that we did one year was we all combined money to buy um, my future father-in-law a gift. Um, my sister and I are combining forces to buy my mom an awesome gift this year. Um, that's totally something that you can do as well. Um, you can look on Etsy for kind of smaller, more like pretty gifts or like extra fancy, like niche gifts that can be still really affordable, small. Um, you can go on Groupon if that's something that would help you save money. Remember if you're going to buy something on Amazon to go to, um, Ebates or Rakuten.com. Um, and the last gift or last gift, the last idea, the last idea, which is a gift for you, um, was specifically about other gifts like weddings. Think about what events that you might have. Say you have like a work Christmas party and then you have two weddings to go to next year, or you have a baby shower next year. Consider how much you want to spend on those gifts and try to send or (laughs) save money for that amount. I hope that this has been a wonderful episode for you. Let me know if you have any other tips that you want to include. Send me a voice message and I will include it in the next episode if you want. And I will see you next week. For today's something I'm loving lately, I am telling you what I've been drinking So my favorite non-alcoholic beverage is typically just water, honestly, just plain and simple, because I'm not really a pop drinker. I don't really like sparkling water that much, so I usually go for water. Um, I also love some tea and hot chocolate, but in terms of my alcoholic go-to, it's actually been Smirnoff's Raspberry Vodka with Water. 
It's a super clean drink. Sounds like it's going to be really boring, but the raspberry in it actually makes it delicious. It's this perfect, like, slightly sweet, not overly sweet, still kind of hydrating drink. And it's actually something I picked up from my future sister, one of my future sister-in-laws, um, from the summer. And ever since then, it's been, like, my go-to um, because it doesn't bother my stomach. And it also is like pretty economical, I guess. Um, and yeah, it's really easy to drink. It's like a great summer drink, but I also just kind of drink it all the time. It's like my favorite. In fact, I have a, a glass of it with me right now as I'm recording this. Um, and yeah, so that is something that I'm loving lately is just chilling with a beverage that is super clean and delicious. I'd love to hear what your go-tos are, so feel free to leave a voice message or send me a message on at Flight and Scarlet on Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love if you could say thank you just with a quick review while you're on your phone right now or a quick share on social media because that helps us to help other strangers or friends um, listen and get something out of the podcast as well. I also wanted to mention that I do also have a free challenge. It's a 90-day get your financial shit together challenge on flightandscarlet.com. There's a little banner at the bottom um, when you go to flightandscarlet.com. Um, I believe you have to do it on your desktop. You can try it on your mobile as well, but it is a weekly challenge with just a small task to do. So it's not going to be super overwhelming. You'll actually get an email once a week. Um, if you do kind of feel super into it and you want to go all in, you'll have the option to purchase a workbook for, I think $7, which will have all the challenges all at once, plus worksheets that you can use to do the challenge. Otherwise, uh, that free challenge is available um, whenever you want. It'll always be there. And all you have to do is pop in your email on flightandscarlet.com. Next week, we're going to talk about self-care and what is it? How does it work? Do you really have to get a massage and do face masks and yada, yada, yada? So I'll see you in next week's episode.